Hi, I'm your host, Michael Gilbo, here to let you know about a new and innovative theater major, the BA in Theater and Business Arts at the University of Providence. Get the education and experience you need as a theater artist and the business acumen to succeed in your career. Visit broadwaybullet.com and stay tuned to the end of the program for more info. Now, enjoy the show. I wouldn't want it to be too perfect every night. It is live after all. Working at Lincoln Center, it sounds very huge and elevated. And that's what it feels like, like once you're working there. Because rent is about much more than just friendship, love, and musical theater. It was about something that shook musical theater. People are becoming more and more I mean, we do it all. Like, you know, we don't we don't back away from anything. Welcome to Broadway Bullet, Volume Three Twenty, a special episode for Wednesday, September twenty third. This is a special report on the NY It Awards, which I was at last night. We got interviews with a bunch, most of the winners and uh, some of the presenters. I have to say, right now, a big boo. To all of the presenters who chose to ditch out without going through the media gauntlet, it wasn't that big. People, We were getting people through in about five to seven minutes through the whole thing. And uh, by some of the names skipping out, they really denied uh, the opportunity for some of the great new talent that won uh, to be discovered. Because, you know, I'm sure that a lot of you have found the podcast by doing search in a bigger name and then found that you liked a lot of the other stuff, too. So, um I'm not going to call out specific names, uh, but you know who you are, and a big boo for ditching out. But we did get a lot of great people, so I do want to thank those people who, of course, did stay, including Charles Bush. We've got on the program Jackie Hoffman. We've also got Austin Pendleton, as well as seven-time Tony Award nominee, one-time winner, lighting designer Beverly Emmons, among many other great people on here, and all the winners. So uh, I hope you'll have fun. Now, tomorrow, again, we're, we're having a back-to-back, so we've got part three of the Nymph episode, so make sure you check back to get that in your uh, iTunes subscription. And uh, let's kick this off. Here's the NY It Awards 2009. I'm very excited to be sitting here talking with Jackie... <laughs> Hoffman, Hoffman, look, yeah, he doesn't Hoffman. know my name, but he's very excited. That's <laughs> I how excited he is. started singing. Well, all of a sudden, as soon as I started okay. singing, it sounded wrong. I don't know why. Yeah, Jackie well, Hoffman. it sounds wrong to a lot of casting people also. <laughs> but uh, I loved you in Xanadu. And, Thank you. And I know everybody's looking forward to uh, Adam's family right now. Yes, as well they should. <laughs> so, and actually, I believe I interviewed your other two castmates of the Jap show on Broadway Bullet. Oh. <laughs> how did that run go for you? Oh, the Jap show? That was fun. You know, it's uh, performing in a synagogue. It's always been my dream. So what's that like when you get together with uh, two of your other contemporaries and the, the Jewish comedians? And is, it, is it like a big party backstage? or? Uh, it's a kvetch riot. <laughs> We're going to have to go ahead and bring them all down. All right. So, well, you got a chance to present for the Best Featured Actor and Featured Actress. What... What was it that made you want to come down here and support the It Awards? Nothing. They asked me. <laughs> and I said yes. Because, you know, I, 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 I do support this kind of thing with my heart and soul. Because this is how we all get started and how 
you know, then we go off to the side and we get away from working for the man by doing our own thing. So it's important to have that. All right. Well, thank you, Jackie Hoffman. Thank and, you. Uh, and a happy of, new year. Yeah, best of luck with Alex's family. Thank you. One to watch. Well, I'm here with our first award winner of the evening, Constance Parn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You thank just you. won Best uh, Featured Actress yes. in a play. So tell us, what, what was the show you were in? I was called Legendary. Um, it's an exploration about the life and death of Bruce Lee, and I got to play a lot of roles, actually, in it. Um, I was uh, the yin character, which is like the female psyche of Bruce Lee. Um, so that was really fun. I bet a lot of Bruce Lee fans are saying there's no female psyche to Bruce Lee. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, in Chinese culture, I believe there's a feminine energy and a masculine energy to everyone, and so I was his... Uh, feminine energy, and I was also playing his mistress, uh, Betty Tinpei, um, a woman who was uh, hated by most people who loved him because they believed she killed him um, by giving him drugs, so that was also interesting to explore a character that um, kind of has a dark side, um, seeing what, you know, playing with the nuances within that. All right, so uh, Constance, uh, how many shows have you done in New York so far? Um, in New York, I think it's been it's four. I did two, okay. four shows here in New York, and a lot of readings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any plans coming up in the near future? Um, well, uh, the Pan-Asian Repertory, um, I've been talking to them about possibly doing a stage reading of one of my plays. Um, I'm also a writer, so I wrote a full-length play called The Curious Beautiful of the Dancing Infinite, and um, so that might be going up again in the near future, the Pan-Asian Sounds pretty exciting. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Congratulations, okay. Constance you. Parn, for your... When did I pronounce your name right, by yes, the way? Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you. you. One to watch. I'm here talking with Matt Fraley, who is accepting on behalf of the best featured actor, William Apps. For hey, <laughs> You're the producer for the play? Yes, I was the producer on the show. And what was the show called? I was called Amerisaya. So tell us a little bit about the show. What what got Will his his win? Will was playing the brother of a man who believes himself to be the reincarnation of the Messiah, come to save the world from all the evils that have plagued it up to this point. Um, Isn't that a little bit like being like the, the sidekick in a buddy movie? Well, you, you, <laughs> you, you would think so, but but Will Will play, Will was playing a former junkie, um, which really you know that can be a tough role to take on, and he really played it with such depth and such heart that he just sold everyone every night. He, he had scenes that brought people to tears on every single performance, and we were just so happy to have him in the production. He's a really fantastically talented actor. All right, so uh, this is the Immoralist Theater Company. Yep. Now, as a producer, do you work just with the Immoralist? Uh, yes, go? I've been a company member for a while now. Uh, I do work specifically with the Immoralist. Uh, right now, I'm currently working with them on their current production, which is the Pied Pipers of the Lower East Side. It's running at Theater 80 until October 5th, and uh, I'm just really excited about that as well. It's just a great group of guys doing some really fun theater. Never, never seems like a job. All right. Well, congratulations on your company you. win, and thank you very will much. My best. Excellent. Thank, thank you so much. One to watch. All right. I am speaking with the winner of outstanding original music, <laughs> Kimmy Gatewood, one of I guess five people. That's that... right. I'm the only one that's standing currently. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, tell us a little bit about your show, The Apple Sisters, that you won for. The Apple Sisters, we, we started a, we're a comedy group. We started in 2007, February 14, 2007. And then um, last summer we decided to do um, our first attempt at a big musical. And we submitted to the Innovative Theater Awards. And so we've actually 
we've produced over, uh, we, we did a new show every month for about a year and a half, and then we took all of our greatest material and did it from there, that, and put together a musical from there. So I guess really quick and like yes. a 15 second thing, sum up, what is uh, the opposite? What is the opposite? What are people going to get into? A 1940s radio show with a comedic twist, I guess. They were like the Apple Sisters. The Apple Sisters are the Andrew Sisters meets the Three Stooges. <laughs> and so, yes. is this going to be resurrected at times? I take it. From well, we actually all the, the three gals. We all just moved to uh, Los Angeles, and so we have one girl, Sarah Lowe, is in Jersey Boys in Las Vegas, and then Rebecca and I are in Los Angeles, and, and Andy Hertz and Jeff Solomon are both musicians out here in New York. All right. Well, best of luck in the future that. And Thank you. Congratulations, Kimmy Gatewood, on your win. And tell all your other co-writers congratulations. I will. I will. I'm going to do all the celebrating right now. <laughs> One to watch. I'm here talking with the winner of Outstanding Choreography and Movement, Austin McCormick. How are you doing? Doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit again. I, I believe you guys were on a while ago talking about Judgment of Paris on uh, on Broadway Bullet, but tell us again, just briefly, kind of a little bit of what the, the show is and what you sure. did choreography. Yeah, it's was. based on the Greek myth, Judgment of Paris. So, you know, it's about the three goddesses um, providing a bribe for Shepherd Paris, but we've um, kind of revamped it. It's a little bit of burlesque, a little bit of dance theater, so, you know, a little French can-can in there, a lot of eclectic choreography, so. So, you got anything lined up in your plate coming up in the future? We do, actually, Judgment of Paris is coming back, we're doing um, an Apple trilogy, one is uh, Snow White, Judgment of Paris, and Le Serpent Rouge, opens in December at our space in Brooklyn, so. All right, well, yeah. congratulations on your win, and uh, so best of luck in your future endeavors, and thank you, I appreciate again, it. Austin McCormick, winner, outstanding choreography, and movement. Thank you. One to watch. I'm here talking with Nat Casty, who is the recipient of the Outstanding Full-Length Script Award for his play, The Reckoning of Kit and Little Boots. Hello. For the Gallery Players. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How about you? I'm doing fine. Excellent. So uh, tell us a little bit about your show that you just won for. Um, well, Kit and Little Boots is a, uh, a metaphysical buddy comedy about uh, the Elizabethan playwright Christopher Marlowe and the Roman Emperor Caligula. And uh, uh, so this is like soon to be on the Lifetime Channel. Totally, totally. It's a very commercial <laughs> piece. I'm amazed it hasn't been done already. Um, it kind of takes place in the the netherworld of of uh, uh, right after Marlowe's been murdered, and he was writing a play about Caligula at the time. So Caligula's floating around in his head, and it's a "This Is Your Life" episode with lots of raunchy anal sex jokes and 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 a death of a cat. Alright, so what's up next for you? Um, next I uh, go back in there and see if uh, uh, how the best directing goes, because I'm up for that for my follow-up play to Kid in Little Boots called Any Day Now, which was a three-act zombie drama. So you didn't direct this one well? No, I didn't direct this one. Neil Freeman didn't. He did a phenomenal job. Um, and uh, after that I just finished a script about uh, a ghost story that takes place in the White House in 1853. So... All right, well, best yeah. of luck in your future Thank endeavors. You so much, Once man. again, Matt Casty, winner for Outstanding Full Length Script. Hi, are you One to watch. All right, Nico Vreeland just won Outstanding Short Script. He's sitting here with me. Uh, his play was called Elephants on Parade 2009, correct? Uh, it's the interview, so one act festival. Oh, that was the whole festival. So, what was your show? It was called the, the interview. It was about a job interview interrogation. Do you go through a lot of those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, maybe, maybe I wish I went through more that were really interrogations. This seems like they're 
You don't need to whisper. Subtle. We're actually yeah. liking this. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, so uh, well, tell us a little bit more about what your show's about. Um, well, it's a... Uh, uh, I, I, I have a soft spot for interrogations, because I, I think that they just have a lot of, I love them. A lot of power dynamics that can kind of... Nothing beats especially a good interrogation. In a short script. Yeah, you can really wedge a lot of... A lot of uh, uh, kind of drama into a, into a short period of time with an interrogation. So this was a, about a job interview that's that's uh, uh, kind of a little more uh, intense than your normal job interview and a little more personal. Okay. Well, now after your win, do you have anything uh, on the horizon? Um, well, I'm I'm actually I'm getting my MFA award or MFA degree award. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm actually going to, to Africa for a couple months to work on on, on my thesis for that. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. Well, yeah. best of luck in your thesis in Thank Africa, you. and uh, right. congratulations again, Nico Vreeland, on winning short outstanding right. script. Thanks. You're talking with Becca Brunstetter, who just uh, presented the awards for playwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably that has a little bit to do with the fact that she's got a show herself at Atlantic Stages and is a former IT recipient. How are mm-hmm. you doing? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. So well, tell us a little about your show at the Atlantic. Um, it's called Oora. It's in a military town in North Carolina, which is right where I'm from. Um, it's my off-Broadway debut, which has been very exciting. Thank you. It's my first big show, so it's a lot of firsts for me. Um, I have brothers that are in the Marine Corps, so it's been very cool to have my first big production have something to do with them. So it's kind of been a family thing. Um, and it's been great because I worked for so many years off Off-Broadway, and it's been so great to sort of reach that next level. It's been wonderful. So you have anything in the pipeline as well? Um, I'm working on a bunch of commissions, actually. I'm working on a new play for the Roundabout Underground, and a play for Naked Angels, and a play for Ars Nova. How's it feel to get commissions? It feels good. It's kind of scary because, you know, you just kind of doing your own thing and once somebody, you know, puts their money where their mouth is and says, all right, write something for me, there's this, you know, you kind of freeze up and put this pressure on yourself. But, but it's good. It feels really good. It feels like people believe in you, which is nice. Well, hopefully they keep believing in you yeah. and I'm sure you yes. live up to their expectations. I hope so. Becca Brinstead, thanks so much for helping yeah, yeah, present of course. the awards and of best course. of luck in your career. Thank you. I'm here talking with Jeff Grow, who just won outstanding solo performance for, uh, I believe the show's called Creating Illusion. Yes. So, well, tell us a little bit about your uh, your solo performance. Uh, the Creating Illusion was a show that uh, I'm, I'm a professional magician, so I, I sort of took what we do on stage and juxtaposed it with. Um, what is done uh, anywhere from con artistry to politics to advertising and how the tools are uh, similar. Now when you're out at, like with friends and stuff, what's the reaction you get when you tell people you're a professional musician, a magician? Uh, well, that, that mixed. Um, oftentimes if you literally don't know anyone, uh, not even like the buffer of a mutual friend, uh, they, they don't believe you. They think it might be uh, some kind of line uh, that you're using uh, for some reason. And then uh, gradually they realize that you're telling the truth. And then usually um, usually people ask you to do, show them something, show them some kind of magic. And do you have, like, tricks that you can I, I usually off? I usually have uh, something with me. Um, even uh, I prefer things with ordinary objects. So, uh, you know, uh, I guess at this table it would be iPhone, cards, paper. Um, but it, uh, so anything that's on hand I would like to do <laughs> stuff with. And, uh, yeah, so under the right circumstances, yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. 
So you got any other uh, solo performances lined up in the near future? Um, I'm doing Creating Illusion again uh, this October uh, at the D Lounge in Union Square uh, the last three Fridays in October. Um, it's going to be a really nice, intimate cabaret space, uh, and it's gonna, I think it's going to be a really nice venue for the show, um, and then uh, my own private work. Other than that, yeah, that's, that's sort of what's going on. All right, well, congratulations, Jeff Crow, and uh, Thank you. congratulations to your win. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you. Sweet charity. I'm here speaking with Kate Levinson and Harriet. Kate Levin. Kate Levin. Oh, just Kate Levin and Harriet Taub. Kate Levin, okay. right? <laughs> Harriet. And uh, Kate, you just presented the award to Harriet. I did. Materials for the Arts Materials. is a program in the Department of Cultural Affairs, and it's really amazing to be able to recognize one of my star colleagues who's been running this program for a number of years and making it more excellent with each passing month. And you're in Mayor Bloomberg's office, correct? Um, I run the Department of Cultural Affairs, so we all we both work for Mayor Bloomberg. Yeah. Oh, you even the Materials for the Arts also as well? Yeah, Materials for the Arts is part of the Department of Cultural Affairs. So all right. All, so yeah. now Materials for the Arts gathers... Unused materials Stuff, from right, right, from donors from all over the city, and sometimes you know the the larger metropolitan area. And we have a truck that goes out every day, and we pick up donations. We also have encouraged drop-offs, so that's less carbon footprint. And uh, we house these things in our warehouse, and twice a week, organizations make appointments, and they come and they shop, and it's free. The price tag is free. Well, for our listeners, how can they uh, get a hold of you to find materials for the arts? Well, if you're an organization that's um, a not-for-profit arts or cultural organization and you have a, or you're a not-for-profit who has an ongoing arts program, you can be an applicant. You can apply to Materials for the Arts to actually get materials. Um, and you can go to our website at www.mfta.org. Mfta.org? Mfta.org. Um, and if you're a donor and you want to donate items, same thing. You can go online to our website um, or our phone numbers and our emails. And there's also a click button to sort of donate. Um, items and we'll review them and we'll figure out if we can pick them up or we'll, we encourage you to drop them off. You can always find materials to the arts through nyc.gov. All right. The city's main website. Well, you definitely is greatly appreciated. We need all the help we can get here. So uh, again, Kate Levin and Harriet Tom, thank you so much for uh, coming down and, and telling everybody what you do. Great. Thank, thank you. you. I'm sitting here with the winner of Outstanding Costume Design, Michelle Bashaw. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very excited. Okay, I probably could read out the name of this play, but this is a long name, so maybe I'll let you speak it. So it might be your whole interview. Um, it's, yeah, it's probably the length of the play. The very sad story of Ethel and Julius, lovers and spies, and of their untimely end while sitting in the correctional facility at Austin, New York, and I may have left something out. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's and about their and about untimely, their and untimely end. Yes. So even you can't remember the name. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your costume work that you did for the show. Um, well, we're we're an off-off Broadway downtown theater company, so, so we work with like what we have. A hundred thousand dollar budget, right? <laughs> Just for we have my closet and right the glitter from my closet and from all the actors' closets and from Goodwill and Salvation Army and bits and pieces and whatever we find. It's scrappy, which makes it really fun. 
So what were, what were some of the costume elements in the show? That you well, um, I like to work a lot with layers. You can take a lot of contemporary pieces and sort of build them into um, period using different layers and making a silhouette. So I worked a lot with a palette with for Ethel and Julius especially and sort of went from the reds and the greens and very earthy tones, something that popped them a little bit and off into much more... Um, we were going for that sort of depression era, post-apocalyptic kind of. That's today, isn't it? Random period. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's very contemporary in many ways. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anything coming up for you in the pipeline? Um, actually, I'm, I work with this company as a performer, and that's the delight is that I get to do a lot of different things. So we're doing um, Twelfth Night, What You Will, with Nine Inch Puppets at La Mama in November with the Czech American Marionette Theater. And I'll be doing that. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure everybody can look forward to that. Thank you. Congratulations on your win for outstanding costume design, Michelle Bashaw. Thank you very much. One to watch. And this year's IT Award winner for outstanding set design is Michael P. Kramer. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm thrilled. I'm just over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about the show that you won for. I actually saw this one. You did? Yes, I did. That's, that's you great. You said stunt, man. Yeah, it was <laughs> terrible, right? No, it was a very creative <laughs> use of the space. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, you know, Ragtime is a big, gigantic show. And, you know, on this level and this budget, you know, there inerrant problems in that. Uh, so I tried to find a way that was um, uh, not only doable, but also conceptually wonderful and something that, uh, you know, storytelling and theatrical. Uh, so what it was is um, basically a typesetter drawer, you know, uh, the drawer that press uh, with all the letters inside, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned printer press. And often nowadays people will have those drawers hung on their walls and have knick-knacky things inside like thimbles and spoons and whatever from around the world or country. So the idea was to create one large like that on our set that had collectible pieces from these people's lives, uh, you know, such as lamps or furniture, uh, different pieces, parts that were specifically chosen and then brought into the show as that, as that scene began, uh, be it practical lighting or be it a vase or a gun. Something like this would come from those pieces. And there was also elevated platforms and doors within that wall as well. So simply it was just that kind of gigantic wall where there was collectible items inside and so the set became about props and pieces that we saw in the wall and uh, directly behind that was an American flag, tattered old flag. And this is the Story of Performing Arts Center version of Ragtime. Yes. And uh, so you got anything in the pipeline there? Oh, sure, yeah. I'm working on a bunch of stuff. I just did a friend show, which was uh, called uh, For the Love of Christ, and I'm doing a nymph show. Oh, yeah, I see you have the set for that in your suitcase right here. But yeah, would you would like to see it. <laughs> I am doing a nymph show, uh, which is called uh, Seeing Stars. It's a musical about boxing. It's in the 30s, and uh, that's going to be great. And then I'll be back again at APAC again uh, uh, for Children of Eden, which is next, uh, you know, next year. All right, well, Michael P. Kramer, congratulations on your win for outstanding set design. Thank you so much. All right. All right, I am sitting here with the winner of Outstanding Sound Design, Asa Wimmer, as well as the presenter, Jeremy Lee. How are you guys doing? Doing quite well. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, torch getting passed on here? Well, <coughs> well tell us, is really not that flaming. Which one of us has a child? All right. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I worked, uh, I worked with Jeremy a little bit um, uh, before I 
um, sort of segued into the artistic half of things. Did so that influence your winning tonight? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Here's my good luck charm. He actually, this isn't the name that's on the slip. I think he just chose to read your name. I'll slip you the 20 later. It's even in Braille. <laughs> the show you won for is Angel Eaters, correct? Yes, indeed. And tell us really briefly about a little bit of your work for the show that you did. Um, well, Angel Eaters was an interesting project because it was one play in a series of three plays by the same playwright in the same universe in rep. So uh, with different actors and different directors, it was up to the designers to create a continuing universe that um, sort of existed beyond the scope of a single play. Don't you love having to create a universe on an off-off-Broadway budget? Right? (laughs) Well, with sound, you know, it doesn't uh, really cost any more to have an hour than to have five minutes. Um, But my... uh, One of the things that I mentioned out there uh, was an actor whose name is Cotton, sang for hours for me, recording bird sounds. Uh, the bird sounds and people who were sort of like birds were a big part of that play and the other plays. And, um, and I got much of my material from her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Jeremy Lee, tell us a little bit about some of your credits. I know you've done some amazing things, um, and I've lost track of the... I, I do, uh, yeah, I mean, I do enough stuff to uh, make a living being a sound designer. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked on... Uh, production of 42nd Street in Moscow. It was the first all-American cast. Oh, the tour that went out there. It, well, it wasn't really, a, it was a... With John Coffee on the piano? Oh, Mr. Mr. Black. Um, yeah, at any rate, he's a very good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done a show in Moscow. I worked on Tarzan on Broadway and went to uh, Holland with it, did some other stuff. Um, you know, trying to do more here in town, just worked on Superior Donuts, uh, up, you know, up, uptown here with uh, Tracy Letts and that gang, and uh, you know, then next week down at the public, and looks like uh, on the bridge project this year, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, you know, so uh, I can't complain. <laughs> well, it's your future stuff, Jeremy and Asa. What do, what do you guys? Uh, let's see. I have a play opening tomorrow. Uh, with the assembly company called the Dark Heart of Meteorology. Why, why did you use quotation marks through fingers when you said the assembly company? Uh, that was for company. Uh, they are <laughs> very, very recently a company, even though I have worked with them several times. Uh, but we brought this play up from the Philadelphia Fringe Festival, and it opens at the Under St. Mark's Theater tomorrow. And uh, in a month, I'm working again with Flux Theater Ensemble, with whom I won this award, uh, on a play called The Lesser Seductions of History, which I'm very excited about. It's going to be a huge sound show, and uh, I've been working on it for a couple of months now. All right. Well, Asa Weber, congratulations on your win, and did I pronounce it right? Yes, okay. <laughs> You looked at me very strangely as I said that. So not, I'm not used to hearing those words together. <laughs> get used to it. And Jeremy Lee, thanks so much for participating in this night and helping shine a light on all the new talent yeah, off Broadway. Thank you. One to watch. All right, I'm sitting here with Bruce Steinberg, the newest IT, the IT, uh, NY IT award winner for outstanding lighting design. I always want to say IT, uh, but uh, Bruce Steinberg, how are you doing? Great. Are you, are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm processing it. Now, the show you won for is uh, uh, Blue Before Morning, correct? For the yes. Terra Nova Collective? Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about the, the show and, and what inspired your work for this award-winning tech job. Um, well, it's... Um, it starts out with a young woman getting into a New York City cab, uh, missing her bus uh, back home, and convincing the cab driver to uh, take her home. Uh, 
Um, and along the way, they uh, pick up um, a young preg pregnant woman. Uh, and through the journey, we uh, see, we sort of slowly reveal bits and pieces of their past. Uh, and they all, um, it's been a while, but they, they all, um, uh, I guess they all. You didn't know the plot, you just had to put up pretty lights. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I designed this show uh, last, it was last October, it was a year ago, and. Um, so this I is like the Austin Thatcher, a member to show all the way from yeah, back last it's, year. It's exciting. Yeah. That's like a rarity in any awards thing for them to yeah. memories to come back to this so far. So I'm, I'm sure it was great. Any work on the horizon for you? Um, well, I've got a new piece with Neil Medlin at a Dance Theater Workshop, uh, middle of next month, called Hers a Queen. It's the first half of his Britney Spears Hannah Montana pop epic. Uh, and I also, at school, I have a new piece by Steve Yaki, directed by Rachel Chavkin, that's opening uh, at the beginning of December, called Wonder. Uh, I, I <laughs> the subtitle, but something along the lines of a hymn to uh, American television and the end of history. All right. Well, it seems like you got a full plate. Yeah. Congratulations again on your win for Outstanding Lighting Design. Bruce Steinberg, congratulations. All right. Thank you so much. I have to do that one more time. I didn't hear I'm sitting here with Loy Arsenis and Beverly Evans, who just presented some tech awards here. Very esteemed designers in their own right. Uh, Loy Arsenis, many Broadway credits, including Cheetah Rivera, The Dancer's Life, High Society, Night of the Iguana, and more. And Beverly Evans, who uh, I believe seven Tony nominations, including a win for lighting design in Amadeus. I'm very honored to be here sitting with you, talking with you. How are you guys doing tonight? So, uh, obviously it's about kind of shining a light on some new talent, and I'm, I'm just curious, what, what drew you down here to help present to your fellow technicians? Oh, I started off off-Broadway, so I figured... <laughs> we, all, we all start off off-Broadway. Yeah. I figured so, we'd give a helping hand. Or it's nice to see new blood make it. What advice do you have for new blood that's, that's trying to make it work here? Well, as long as you have Beverly's shaking your head. Doesn't read well on audio, but she's shaking her head laughing. <laughs> as I'm concerned, if you have passion, if you love if, your work. Yeah, if you like doing it, and you do the next one. You just keep doing the next one. Um, and uh, and uh, don't let any of the people around you think for a minute that they could do a show without you. <laughs> now, now, I assume that. <laughs> The, the technical side of theater is a bit different than the stage side, but there's still a definite networking thing. Any advice for young people out there in terms of getting like an internship or getting in to work with people? Or I think you have to find your own one person's journey through uh, profession is different from you know different people have different journeys. You have to find you have to find the artists of your generation um, and and uh, go go on their journeys. Uh, because the next the next uh, job for designers really comes from the team that they create, uh, of which the director is the the primary uh, the primary part. In the if from the financial end, if if any of the young people around you then also go into areas of more complicated, more expensive, more more elaborate theater, you want them to remember you also. All right. Well, like, we got a flood of people coming here to get interviewed. So, Lawyer Senes and Beverly Evans, thank you so much for coming down all, and we wish them all supporting. Well.
fun to watch. I am sitting with the winner of Outstanding Actor in a Lead Role, Julian Elfer, who just won for Twelfth Night or What You Will from the T. Schreiber Studio. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, well, particularly good as the as the day has gone on, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling uh, feeling great, obviously. It's, uh, so what kind of accent am I hearing there? Uh, English. Uh, is it, it doesn't... Is it, is this, it a, is, this is the English accent. Is it a more rural dialect? You, you sound no, so different than the uh, No, I think it's... Uh, it's kind of southeastern England's sea pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the role you played in uh, Twelfth Night. So I played uh, Malvolio, who is uh, rather a snooty uh, butler uh, who uh, considers himself to be pretty much above everybody else and is um, fooled into believing that his mistress has fallen in love with him, which of course she hasn't at all, and uh, goes on to make a bit of an idiot of himself in yellow stockings. And um, it's a joke that goes a little bit too far, and in the end, uh, it kind of borders on the tragic with Malvolio. He ends up in prison having a nervous breakdown. But um, it's, uh, it's one of the great uh, comedic roles. So, what do you have? Uh, do you have anything coming up? Yeah, sure. We have uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, The Dead by Tom Stoppard, also at the uh, T. Schreiber Studios. And uh, I played Guildenstern and uh, opposite uh, Eric Percival, who plays uh, Rosencrantz. And so we're in. Uh, rehearsal for that at the moment that will go up on October 15th and uh, it promises to be also directed by Cat Parker and it promises to be a, a really great show as well Alright, well Julian Elfer, congratulations once again Thank on you your so much. 2009 NY It Award for Outstanding Actor in a Lead Role Thank you I'm sitting here with, I believe, a very excited, outstanding actress and lead role winner, Elise Mirto. How are you doing? I'm shaking and excited. <laughs> now, the play you uh, won for was called Any Day Now from mm -hmm. the Writers' Forum at Manhattan Theatre Source. Yes. Can you tell us a little about the show and the role you played? Okay. In a nutshell, Any Day Now, um, what we like to call it is a sort of a cross between August Osage County and Night of the Living Dead. Um, it is set in the first few days of the zombie apocalypse, except these zombies are completely calm and benign and peaceful. And it's a, it's a Connecticut family, and, and it takes place entirely in their kitchen, and how their, their father has just come back from the dead, and how this affects the family. And the genius of the writer is it's not about the zombie, it's about these actual monsters that make up this family. And that's what's fascinating, to watch them change and fall apart and go at each other throughout the course of the three acts. So what do you got coming up? Anything planned? Um, I am in a play at the Workshop Theatre Company called Next Year in Jerusalem where I get to sing in Hebrew, so for little shiksa like myself, this is very exciting. Um, uh, that will open October 8th. Um, I just shot an episode of Law & Order SVU, which should hopefully be airing in the next month, and I have a National Febreze commercial running right now, so it's been a good year. <laughs> All right, and you're wearing a fantastic dress. I am wearing a really fun, a fun dress, dress that I, I splurged on last summer for a party that I went to, a Tony party that I was not part of, but just invited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Elise Mirto, congratulations that you win for Outstanding Actress in the Lead Role. Thank you so very much. I'm very excited to be sitting here with Austin Pendleton, a man who has done so much acting, directing, stage, screen, television, all over the place, that a uh, very recognizable face. Uh, how are you doing today? Fine. How just, are you? Good. You just handed out the award for Best Director, didn't That's you? That's right, yeah. So, so what brought you down? What, what made you come down to the NY It Awards to help shine a light? They asked me, <laughs> and they were so charming about it, you know. 
they were so gracious. So uh, I'm a. And besides, I I love the idea of these awards because it's about really exciting work that goes on that doesn't always get sufficiently acknowledged. So. Yeah, this isn't about goosing a box office. Yeah, right. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I've done a lot of off off Broadway work, off off Broadway work myself. You continue so. to do small yeah, shows. Yeah, too. I don't know what we could do without it. You know, what we what we in the theater and a lot of audiences would do without off off Broadway. Yeah, I think that's one thing that, that I really noticed about you is between doing major, you know, Hollywood movies and yeah, TV yeah. shows, you still come and do the smaller shows. And do you like that intimate space? Is that something you just? I really like the intimate space. Well, also, I, I like you get to work on projects, both as an actor and a director, that, that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. I mean, you get to do work that's important to you to do that wouldn't happen for you otherwise. That you need. It's like it's like stuff that's going to develop you and build you up, and and you get to develop the project itself you know because when you go higher up in the chain so many doors are closed so it's very off off Broadway is very very valuable so therefore these awards are very valuable and that's the main reason I'm it. anything you got coming up on, um, in the future that you want to let people know about I'm directing a couple of things in the winter a new play by Terrence McNally that will first play in Philadelphia then the and then the Kennedy Center, and hopefully beyond. And then a production of the only theater in Maryland, of Bus Stop, which is one of my favorite plays. Now, in the industry, do you find it hard kind of balancing your career as an actor with your career as a director? No, I just, whatever comes, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I have a plan worked out. So just, just let karma guide you, right? I think it's the only way to get through show business. Because <laughs> it's a whole whole series of things that's almost completely out of your control so you just have to to relax and see what happens good advice for anybody well awesome Pendleton thanks so much for coming down and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing some more work from you thanks a lot that's great one to watch. Well, it's a quick conference of stage managers here. Uh, we have the winner of the Outstanding Stage Manager at the New York It Awards for 2009, Jillian Zeman. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. And we've also got, uh, sitting here with you, presenters Tom Wojunik. Wojunik. I was yeah, almost there. Yeah. And Taryn Trungowski. Are you both with APAC? Yes. yes. Yep. So APAC only takes people with very hard yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, That's right. I'm the executive director. He's the artistic director. Yeah. And APAC, a very esteemed organization. In fact, I know we, we've featured a few things of yours on our Broadway yeah. Bullet podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ragtime Rag also just won set design. Yeah. And, and this. Now, Jillian Zeman, what, what did you win for stage managing? The, what did I win for stage managing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. How does that work? Is the stage manager for a show or just for your general work ethic over the, the year? Show. For the show. Okay, for so. Ragtime. For Ragtime. Okay, so Ragtime Multiple Award winner already this evening. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and on, a, on an off-Broadway off, off Broadway show, what would you say are the biggest challenges uh, for uh, stage manager? Oh, gosh. Um, Did you win just because you had to wrangle like a cast of 80? Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. I'm interested in her answer to this. What was the hardest <laughs> of all of the things we asked you to do? Um, the electricity being way in the basement when I'm way up in the balcony. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> yes. Um, we lost power during a show once, and I had to race down to the 
basement before intermission was over to turn it back on. So how many shows do you stage manage in a year? Do you work on a lot of stuff? It depends. Um, I've done a few national tours, and usually that takes up a fall or a spring, and then I'll do some off-Broadway theater when I'm in town, and it's kind of a show-by-show basis. I just kind of take what comes my way. Right, and uh, well, as presenters, and since you hired her to be your stage manager for Ragtime, uh, tell us a little bit about, about your... The person you just presented to, Tom? Uh, Jillian's fantastic. She had the right uh, combination of organization and uh, evil. Evil. Combination of organization and evil. <laughs> that's the, that's the clear definition. Even, that's even keel sort of personality. I meant to say evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best quote of all. <laughs> just leave it there. She, she just had the right combination of all the elements you would want, uh, especially her sort of upbeat personality, which kept the room upbeat, and what could be a trying. It's a big production for a small company, so it could have been a much different uh, sort of experience, and it wasn't largely to Jillian. <laughs> all right, so... Okay, we've got a whole parade going through here, <laughs> people. And uh, so if you want to tell us very quickly what is coming up for the Historic Performing Arts Center? Oh, yeah, I would love to. Uh, this fall we do The Pillow Man by Martin McDonough, and then in the spring we do Stephen Schwartz's Children of Eden. All right, so some great shows, yeah. and uh, congratulations, Jillian Zeman, on, you. on your win, and best of luck as you go on it. And thank you, Tom Wojcicki and Taryn Drangowski. So close enough. Uh, almost. <laughs> yeah. I added an extra R. Thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. One to watch. All right, I'm sitting here with producer Heather Curran and uh, writer Sammy Buck, who just won Best Musical for Like You Like It from the Gallery Players. Uh, very excited. You guys were actually on the podcast yeah, about a year ago. That's right. Dan, and, uh, and I got a nice T-shirt uh, from... That's right. Shakespeare saith relax. Exactly. Yes. On likeyoulikeit.com. <laughs> and uh, Allison and Nathan performed a song, I believe. Yeah, on that yeah. Same podcast. And that's still up, so people yeah, can go yeah. back and find it and see why you guys won the outstanding <laughs> production of a musical. Now, uh, this is actually nothing new for the gallery players, is it? This is our third uh, time winning this award, the outstanding musical production. We won last year for Yank. <laughs> And the previous season, we went for a revival of Urinetown, um, which was also the first, coincided with the first time that the IT Awards allowed people in uh, theaters in Brooklyn to participate. So, we're gay, and we're doing it again. We've got another new musical coming up, uh, opening October 24th, called Top of the Heap, which is also an original musical by Jeffrey Loden and Bill Squire. So, it's a, it's a slot that I hope we can keep continuing uh, to when, thrive. When does that open? Opens October 24th and plays through November 8th. Tickets are on sale now. You guys going to come on uh, Broadway Bullet and, and do some stuff for that? I'd love to. Um, and I'd love to do a little performance on that as well, if yeah. we could. Um, love the, to have it's it. a great jazzy score, uh, 1950s, uh, and it also takes place in Brooklyn. So it's, it's another show out of Nymph that we're happy to present again. Yeah. Well, again, Sammy Buck and Heather Curran, congratulations. Thank you so much. Win for Thank you. Like You Like It. Thank Hopefully you. People will go back and check out your great performance that you had on the show. And That'd be awesome. Best luck in the future, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from your company yeah. again very soon. Absolutely. Thanks. 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 Thanks so much. One to watch.
fun to watch. So I'm here with the winning of Outstanding Director for the NY It Awards, Susie Tagahashi, who won for directing Lee Jindari. Mm -hmm. uh, so is this the second award of the night for... Second award of the night. We also won for uh, Supporting Actress. Yes. Where's our first interview. Yes, so, we're very excited. So how are you doing tonight, Susie? I'm <laughs> very surprised, uh, but uh, very excited. Yes. Well, so tell us, a little, well, we heard a little bit about the show, actually, a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, she gave us a good talk about that. So I want to ask you, what is it like forging a career as, as a director in the off-off-Broadway scene? Here wow, it's hard. Um, I was a performer for about 10 years, and... Um, uh, and since you were 12? Uh, well, no, no, I wish, yes, 12, yes. Um, and um, along the way, I kept having uh, other directors say, you're not thinking like an actor, you're thinking like a director, you're thinking like a director. And I literally had to be kind of like strong-armed into... Uh, assuming that role. Uh, so I segued out about five years ago and I've been uh, working on that since then. Um, and it's a, a great privilege uh, and it, 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 it's, uh, it's a lot of responsibility uh, along the way as well. well. How many shows have you directed so far now? Um, five years? Probably about uh, 10 or 12. I also produce a company and still perform, so it's uh, working working with that. Yeah. So the win is definitely very exciting, but I'm more interested in maybe some of our listeners mm -hmm. are interested in how did you get your first show to direct? How did I get my first show? Nepotism. Sheer <laughs> nepotism. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I had uh, been working with a bunch of different theater companies um, as a performer, and uh, they all really liked me and continued to cast me, and then at some point they all believed in me enough to give me that first opportunity to direct. Um, at That's all not nepotism. Us, the first uh, small uh, black box. Nepotism is your dad mm. paid for Oh, stuff. well, uh, what do you call that? <laughs> friend. The generosity of very good friends. That's good building your reputation. Um, That's yes, and as the they have way. moved on in uh, their careers, they've taken me with them, and I'm uh, still very grateful. Yeah. So you have anything coming up on the horizon? I do, actually. Um, I'm uh, producing a show at HERE. Uh, with my theater company that I'm directing, uh, assist, uh, co-directing uh, in June, and I, I'm a, a, a resident artist uh, at uh, the New York Theater Workshop as well. I have a fellowship this year to develop two new projects um, there, which I'm just starting to work. One is translating a play from uh, Japanese, and one is uh, rescuing a pre-Harlem Renaissance uh, work, and also developing something with Sumi, who is the uh, same team of the show that we went for tonight. It sounds like you got a, a fun year ahead of you. Yes, definitely. So congratulations, Susie Takahashi, <laughs> on your win for Outstanding Director for Lee Jindari. Thank you. One to watch. All right, so I'm sitting here with two of the winners for Outstanding Ensemble, Christopher Borg and Evan Hartso. Hartso, yeah. Hartso. And uh, people who are not here, that are represented by the paper bags in the photo, are Jeffrey <laughs> Craner and Kevin Arfree. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, well, Christopher and Evan, tell us a little bit about Not Just a Day Like Any Other, which I believe is what you guys just won ensemble for. That's right. Yeah, Not Just a Day Like Any Other was the 2008 primetime show of the New York Neo-Futurists who produced a late night show every weekend in the East Village at the Crane Theater. Uh, and it explored the idea of a day or a moment where certain things change profoundly and forever. So there were four different stories. Each Is that tonight for you guys? I don't know. I, don't I haven't had time to process that. But so that far it's a lot like yesterday except I'm really, really happy right now. <laughs> yeah, I remain incredulous, but very excited. <laughs> 
So what what you got coming up on the pipeline? Anything well, we're right? continuing to do our show in the East Village, which is called Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind, which was also nominated for Outstanding Ensemble, as well as Outstanding Performance Art Piece. So you're competing against yourself. We, we were. were. Which was exciting. And we're also about to open the 2009 primetime show at the Ontological. It's a co-production. We're really excited. It's called Like a Dog in Space, and that'll open on October 1. Yeah, go see it. So do you guys music. work as an ensemble frequently? We do. Constantly. Uh, we <laughs> create our work as an ensemble. Not only that, but our company operates as a collective, so all of our ensemble members also have administrative duties. We direct each other, we write for each other, and we perform each other's plays. So we're always working as an ensemble. This is an especially, like, wonderful award for us and very meaningful to us as a company because of that. All right, well, congratulations. Thank you. Christopher Borg and Evan Hartso. Yeah. I got it right this time. Congratulations and best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. I'm here speaking with Charles Bush, who has done so many things, including on Broadway, The Tale of the Allergist's Wife, the the movie Die, Mommy, Die, which I love, personally. Uh, Wonderful take on the camp noir (laughs) genre, and still out there for people to check out. And you presented the award for Best Ensemble tonight, which is rather peculiar because I'm just not an ensemble person at all. I you really are that front and center, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, you know, that's really not true because my um, career really is uh, sort of set up through uh, an ensemble called Theater in Limbo that, that I started with some friends in uh, the mid-'80s. And, and it was through that ensemble Theater in Limbo that we did Vampire Lesbians and Sodom and Psycho Beach Party and all, all these plays. And, and, it was probably the most stimulating and, um, and certainly sentimental, emotionally fulfilling part of my career. Now, I believe you're really known for you. You really have taken your own career by the ball, so to speak. Yeah, you've yeah. created a lot of your vehicles. Oh, all of them. Well, really, yeah, I'd say in the past um, 25 years, I think I've only been in. Uh, three plays that I uh, didn't write and uh, a couple little parts in movies and stuff but uh, yeah no I always I write I write them and I act them (laughs) any advice for people that that have that same independent spirit of mind and the need to create their own work well you know I I don't think I ever received any advice that was any good (laughs) honestly but one thing that uh, I, I guess I always thought that uh, I was always amused by how, how tacky a, a venue was. I probably wouldn't be so amused anymore. But you know, when I was kind of starting out, I just thought it was kind of fun to perform in strange, sort of decadent kind of places on Avenue C. And, and so I guess you know. I would say don't, if you're starting out, don't be too grand and just enjoy the raffishness of, of the situation because someday I'll make a good anecdote. And, and if you're really good and if you, I think if you're really good and you do something original and fun, I think people will go, will go see it. Well, I'm hoping, I think people are hearing what you have to say, but it's getting a bit noisy in here as the whole yeah, evening has come to a close. But yeah. well, thank you, Charles Bush, for coming down and helping shine a light. Sure. Continue to shine a light on those newcomers. Okay, bye-bye. 
curtain call. Well, once again, congratulations to all of this year's winner for the 2009 New York It Awards. It was a pleasure and honor getting to talk with all of you. Um, I will work on getting these show notes up ASAP. I know they're not going up tonight. I wanted to get this podcast up. I am on my eighth day straight of 14-hour days, and I don't see an end in sight, at least in the next several days. But uh, I will try to get up all the pictures I took uh, and the show notes within the next day or two. Um, <laughs> and uh, be on the lookout for Volume 3 of our Nymph coverage uh, tomorrow night. And uh, again, thanks everybody for hopping on board the Broadway Bullet. I'm your host, Michael Gilbo. The hairs went up on the back of my neck. The Broadway So, a little more about our brand new theater and business arts major. I know what most theater programs are like, and I've talked to thousands of artists. All of this told me that a new style of theater major was needed. Theater majors can get a pretty good arts education just about anywhere, but most programs do very little to prepare actors, directors, playwrights, technicians, producers, etc. to manage their careers. When you go into the arts, you are your own business, and you need to manage that to strategically plan for your career to grow. If you've listened to many of these interviews, you know you need to be self-starters to create your own opportunities. I'm going to make sure you are ready for that world. You'll get a ton of opportunities as an undergraduate. Actors will act, even as freshmen. Designers will design shows right away. Playwrights will see their shows mounted. Directors will direct. Producers will handle shows from inception to execution. Outstanding guest artists will conduct workshops, and outstanding students will even work on this podcast and travel to New York with me for interview weeks. And if that isn't enough, we've got an amazing program that will pay all or part of your student loan payments, even private loans, if you are earning less than $40,000 six months after graduation. That is an invaluable option that lets you pursue your passion in theater with less financial pressure. If interested, and I hope you are, Go to broadwaybullet.com. I'd love to help you launch your career.